Hey folks, this is Dr. Sam, and I'd like to welcome you to another iClarity podcast. I'm so excited to be here today. We're getting some fantastic questions. I wanted to offer, if you want to send your question via audio, you can do so through our email address, and uh, I'll be happy to play the audio on the podcast. So if you want to get your voice on there, uh, I invite you to do so. So my first question uh, comes from um, a gentleman who's um, trying to reverse and heal his nearsightedness. He is an EFT practitioner, and he says, I especially appreciated step two in your eye clarity myopia program, where you ask people to assess what was going on in your life when you got your first prescription. We take this perspective in the EFT tapping as well, because we ask clients what was going on between the three the 12 month period before a health decline or the appearance of an emotional problem. He goes on that my question relates to eliminating nearsightedness. The steps seem to assume that you wear glasses. If one wears contacts, do you also ask for a prescription that is 20 to 25% less than what you have now? And get a box of contacts for a three-month supply or something less. He goes on, also to complicate matters, what do you do when you currently wear monovision contacts? Should I ask my doctor to correct both eyes fully, but at the 20 to 25% less so that I'm seeing 20, 40? I'd love to hear this on a future podcast. Thank you. All right. Well, you're definitely in my wheelhouse here. And, you know, um, in terms of helping people reduce, reduce their nearsightedness, um, it's definitely a process. You know, it's a process becoming nearsighted, and it's a process reversing nearsightedness. And so in terms of your question, the way that I would approach it is that you can go to your eye doctor and you want to negotiate a full-strength prescription that corrects you for 2020, and then to get a second prescription that corrects you for 2040. I'm doing this right now with a gentleman whereby he's wearing his 2020 strength correction for distance, and then for everything else, so all his indoor activities, he's wearing his 2040 prescription. So obviously it's not as clear for him, but he's using the prescription as kind of a, <clears throat> a prompt or a probe to see what it's like to be in a softer experience with your eyes. And what he's reported to me is that he's more open and receptive to his family. He's accessing more creativity and more flow in his life. And that actually his eyes feel more relaxed, even though he doesn't see things in the distance quite as clearly. So this is a great vision fitness or vision exercise that would work very well for you. I would really recommend patience, uh, that this does not change overnight. It's a process of unwinding. 
I would probably also, in your case, add the I dialogue exercise with the plus lens to blur. You can get these on my website. And <clears throat> in these videos, you can accelerate the unwinding of your nearsightedness by adding these two components to it. <clears throat> now, you talked about monovision contacts. And in a monovision contact lens, one eye is corrected for distance, and the other eye is co uh, corrected for near. So this actually splits the brain. It can create double vision, confusion, eye strain, and even physical changes in the eyes. So I would um, recommend that you stop doing the monovision, get both contacts corrected for distance, and maybe what you can do is get a very slight reading prescription if you're going to read with the contact lenses. Um, another thing that you could do is you could get a 2040 prescription in the contact lenses, and you could actually read in those. Um, and if you do that, you could actually get um, a glasses prescription that you wear over the reading contacts, the 2040 prescription that you could use for driving. And at this point, you know, with all the disposable contacts out there, I don't think I would get more than three months worth of contacts because your eyes are going to improve. They're going to change. So I hope that's helpful to you. Keep in touch. Let me know how your progress goes. Okay, next question. Uh, this is from, I guess, a, a grandmother, and she's writing about her six-month-year-old granddaughter who was diagnosed with nystagmus. And her parents were told that there was nothing that could be done. Have you experienced any luck with treatments for this condition? Oh, yes, absolutely. So nystagmus means that the eyes are oscillating. They're uh, moving back and forth, usually horizontally. And this is a, uh, a neurological um, source of the brain and the eyes working in a way where there's some shudder or shaking in the eyes. And I find with nystagmus that, especially in young folks, in, in this particular young infant, <clears throat> I would like to know, you know, what happened, what was going on in the gestation period um, before birth, and then what the birth, birth and labor were like. Were there any um, complications? Uh, and what's going on after the birth in terms of, um, you know, mobility, uh, exploring through movement, you know, creeping and crawling and being on tummy time and, you know, what's going on there on those, in those uh, very early formative stages. One of the things that I like to do with infants, even after they're born, is offer the parents craniosacral therapy. And you may not have heard of this, this is a form of uh, therapy that actually improves the, um, the movement of the bones around the face and the eyes. It helps improve the brain circulation because it's working on the um, circulation in the brain. And it's a very light touch. And especially with infants, it's a very, very light touch. But this could be very helpful in terms of releasing the stress and possible trauma that's causing the nystagmus to begin with. 
because there's a relationship between nystagmus and stress. When we are under stress, our eyes can oscillate more. So I would take a look at those early fundamental time periods. Um, I would consider getting some craniosacral therapy. Um, another thing that I would suggest or recommend is doing some very gentle, slow rocking. Rocking is a really good way to stimulate the vestibular system, which is our inner ear. And the inner ear and the eyes couple together in terms of developing our eye movements. So that very slow rocking sometimes is a way to reduce some of the nystagmus movement. Uh, but I would leave you with this. There are many techniques that you can use to um, reduce nystagmus. It's basically a result of stress and possibly some type of trauma. Okay, this is the third question. This is from a woman named Victoria, and we've actually been emailing back and forth. And her question has to do with uh, my eye clarity program. And th this is what she's uh, referring to. She says, I want to improve my balance, my gait, and recover from a myriad of related symptoms from a past concussion, which was a horse fall, Lyme disease complicated by heavy metals, viruses, mold, glyphosate, presenting with Parkinson's symptoms, debilitating fatigue, um, having difficulty with sleep. I've started your eye exercises about a week ago. You recommended the 90-day program. I've also ordered your supplements. Um, also, I'm dealing with some emotional past traumas I'm trying to figure out. Uh, when will I notice a change? Okay, Victoria, thanks for your question. So here would be my suggestions and recommendations. Number one, I think you ought to uh, look up a functional medicine doctor, naturopathic doctor, who can help you with uh, reducing the effects of Lyme disease, uh, especially with complications of heavy metals, viruses, mold, glyphosate, you probably have either uh, an inflammatory response going on in the gut, reduced microbiome, inflammation in the body, uh, which is also probably affecting your neurological health, including your eyes and vision. So working with a functional medicine doctor, I think, would be first and foremost um, to find out what the state of your microbiome is uh, and get you absorbing your foods better uh, with some detoxification, um, it's obvious to me that in this situation, lifestyle and diet are really important. So, um, you know, looking at what some of the other functional me medicine doctors are talking about, which would be uh, gluten, dairy, and, and uh, sugar-free, um, maybe looking at either a ketogenic diet or a paleo diet. And this is where a functional medicine doctor could do some really good blood work and figure out, uh, you know, where to start, where to plug in. But, you know, in any, <clears throat> any eye therapy program, I recommend people getting a biochemistry test first to find out what their roadmap is on a cellular level. Because if you can repair that initially first, uh, then the eye therapy that you do, you're you going to benefit so much more because you have more energy 
to make the changes that my 90-day program is asking you to do. Uh, so that being said, in terms of improving your balance and your gait, uh, and that you've had a past concussion, the next thing I would probably do is seek out an osteopathic craniosacral therapist, and I would uh, address the, uh, the head trauma that you're dealing with, the emotional trauma, because traumas tend to, again, freeze our, uh, our body's physiology in a way where we're not able to absorb the good things that we're taking. And so if you could release or soften the traumas that are going on, um, that would be number two. And then number three in terms of the eye exercises, the way I would approach them is that I would take 15 minutes every day and do the exercises based on the week that you're working on. I'd keep a daily journal or diary on uh, reflections on what the exercises are informing you about, your habits, your conditioning, your belief systems, and just keep a diary of what, uh, what you're getting informed about. After week one, then go to week two. You don't have to keep doing the same exercises. Uh, and each week is going to do a couple of things. It's going to help you relax and reduce stress in your eyes, brain, and body. And it's also going to teach you how to become more integrated. And part of the deal is, is that as you become more integrated, this is going to help your ability to, to balance, to orient. Um, I look at it as an upside-down triangle. We have our eyes on one side of the top of the triangle, the ears on the other side of the top of the triangle, and then the apex, which is um, aimed down because it's a, an upside-down triangle, is your feet. So getting your eyes, your ears, and your feet connected, your vestibular system, your visual system, and your proprioception kinesthesia is really important. It's going to help you with your balance and gait. So I hope that's helpful, Victoria. Uh, thank you so much for your question. Okay, next question. This is from a gentleman from Edinburgh, Scotland. Uh, nice for you to, to write us. So your question, Dear Dr. Sam, I have a lot of gunk in my left eye, which clouds my vision no matter how many drops of MSM and silver I put in. Could this be related to pinguecula I have in that eye? Okay, well, using MSM, uh, I don't use colloidal silver, so I can't really uh, comment on that. But in terms of the MSM eye drops, MSM moisturizes the collagen in the eye, and a pinguecula is the beginning of a growth. It's a change of the collagen of the sclera, the white part of the eye, that's very close to the iris and the cornea. It usually occurs kind of in the nasal part uh, between um, kind of the tear duct and the iris, um, so the, the inside part of the out, out, outer eye. And pinguecula means that the collagen is uh, not getting enough hydration and oxygenation. And so without looking into your eyes, I can't really say for sure why your eyes are clouding. You know, one of the things I always recommend is go to your eye doctor, get a baseline, because the cloudiness could be, you know, floaters, it could be cataracts, uh, you know. But in terms of what you're saying, the pinguecula uh, doesn't seem to interfere with the line of sight. It's more of a growth that starts to occur away from the line of sight. So it usually, usually doesn't affect the cloudiness. Um, now the gunk, um, again, it could be that your lymph system is, is not discharging 
toxicities. And this is where the eye massage, the uh, palming, um, you know, the, these are some of the eye lymph exercises that I would recommend on a daily basis. Sometimes you have to combine the MSM with the eye massage to really activate the lymph. But I would maybe go to an eye doctor and see why things are clouding up. You may have an infection, um, so you may have the start of a cataract. Really hard to know without looking uh, in your eyes. And then you're saying that <clears throat> your eyesight is improving even though the blurred double vision seems to be getting worse. And this is um, an interesting phenomenon because, <clears throat> excuse me, double vision has to do usually with both eyes not working together. And it may be that your eyes are actually beginning to relax. The muscles are beginning to relax. And in doing that, your eyes are kind of letting go so that you may actually see more double vision, but your eyesight or acuity might actually be getting better. And as you write here, you say, you know, sometimes my 20-20 gets clear and it blinks and then it goes away. And so this is, this is a good sign. You know, a lot of times when people start improving their vision, they'll have moments of clarity and then they lose it. And so my, um, my approach would be to do a lot of vision relaxation things, you know, really spend most of your time doing the vision, te the vision techniques that are about eye relaxation and opening up the lymph so that you can really experience that centering uh, perceptually that your eyes are not grabbing, uh, but you're letting the world come to you. I always say, let life look at you instead of you chasing life. So when you invite life to look at you, your eyes are not straining or squinting or, or grasping or chasing, so there could be more chance for that clear eyesight uh, possibility. The double vision could be remedied by some of the vision exercises that I recommend that improve the visual skills of visual coordination. So visual coordination is a skill set, and like any other physical therapy exercise, if you introduce the physical eye therapy of visual coordination and how it's supposed to be, you can begin to reduce uh, the double vision. But it seems like you're on the right track. Keep going, keep in touch, and thanks for your question. All right, next question. This is from Ruthie. She's 57 years old. She started wearing glasses for reading at age 43. And she's now in both distance and reading glasses. But she says she's already always had poor circulation and she's being treated for various infections, EBF and various protozoan parasites. I don't know if that's in the eyes or not. Uh, but um, she's asking for some advice. And I would say, Ruthie, think microbiome. Uh, good bacteria in the gut, really important in terms of balancing your internal ecosystem. Um, studies have shown that, that having a healthy microbiome can do things like keep your bacteria in harmony with each other, maybe reduce inflammation, maybe associated with improving the immune system. Um, and in terms of the poor circulation, well, anything you can do to improve your lymph function everything from massage, lymph drainage, craniosacral therapy, acupuncture, uh, you name it, all of these 
modalities can be uh, beneficial in improving your circulation because the name of the game for you is increasing your oxygenating ability on a cellular level so your little mitochondria can produce more ATP to get rid of the free radicals and metabolic waste that may be accumulating. Um, and any of my eye exercises work really well. I actually have a, a program that I've just put on my website called How to Improve Farsightedness. And so when we start wearing glasses at 43 for reading, these are magnifying glasses. We're farsighted. And then eventually we start losing our distance as well. So our focusing responsiveness reduces based on the magnification that we're wearing. So if you begin to do these farsighted reversing exercises, they can sometimes begin to slow down the farsightedness and in some cases maybe get you off your distance glasses and reduce your reading glasses. But uh, that would be uh, a place I would start. Thank you so much for your question. Okay, well this is our last question for today and it's probably the, the most interesting. Um, this is a question that was sent to me um, a few weeks ago. Uh, this is from Robbie H. who was diagnosed with double vision, and the diagnosis that uh, Robbie got was something called horror fusionist, horror fusionist, and he hasn't had much luck over the years working with specialists as the double vision keeps getting worse. He's had it for about eight years. Any insight on uh, my approach would be very helpful. Well, Robbie, um, this is, uh, you, you definitely asked the right person here. Um, so just to give you a little backstory, you know, when I got into my first practice, uh, this was in the East Coast in Philadelphia, and I was in a very conventional area. I was on the main line, and uh, I wanted to open a holistic eye care practice, and I couldn't get any patients. So I contacted one of the local hospitals. It was the outpatient clinic people who had very unusual eye problems based on um, traumatic brain injury, stroke, uh, circulation issues. Um, so there was a lot of double vision, uh, balance issues, memory problems, uh, tracking issues. And so I went in there and within three months applying my physical eye therapy exercises, people were going back to work, they were driving again, they were um, you know, reading better, uh, you know, going back to their normal function. And so I'm here to say, Robbie, that you want to seek out somebody like myself who can offer you uh, a program of physical eye therapy uh, where you can relearn how to use your two eyes together. Because with this condition, horror fusion fusionists, basically what this is is a type of strabismus where the two eyes are not working together. And I don't know more history about you, but for people with this condition, the first thing I look at is, have you had any traumas, especially head traumas? Number two, have you had any um, um, emotional, psychological traumas? Uh, trauma can really affect how our eyes work together. And then number three, um, you want to check out and make sure there's no neurodegenerative diseases. It sounds like you've been to different specialists over the years. So you want to rule out, you know, any neurodegenerative conditions like Parkinson's, uh, any brain tumors, you know, um, so any, any circulation issues in the brain. And then I'm going to lay it out for you in a couple ways. Number one, 
Um, I think finding a good osteopathic craniosacral therapist could help you in terms of getting more lined up, having more alignment in, you know, the, the, um, the head, skull, uh, eyes, uh, ocular orbit, um, because in craniosacral therapy, uh, one of the, one of the goals is to, uh, reduce the impediments of the movement of the breathing of the bones in the skull and the cerebral spinal fluid. And where our eyes sit in our uh, eye sockets, there are um, a lot of bones that kind of hold the eyes in place. And of course, then we have the eye muscles that sit in the eye sockets. And so uh, a good cranial osteopath might be able to help realign you there. And then I would seek out a physical eye therapy eye doctor, somebody who actually does rehabilitation optometry or vision therapy, whereby you can begin to learn how to use your eyes together. There might be a set of yoked prisms. These are special prisms that I've used over the years that increase peripheral vision and spatial awareness that can help improve your visual skills of uh, visual tracking and visual coordination. So you need a rehabilitation of physical eye therapy program. I believe on my website, I have a program for double vision. So if you go to my website, I think I have a 90-day program. You might dive into that and see if that helps you. Also, if you want to do a Skype session sometime, I'd also be happy to advise you in a more individual way. But I think part of the issue here is you need to find a doctor, a therapist, somebody who's going to offer you physical eye therapy, and that would be your ticket to see if you can increase your binocular vision and reduce the double vision. So that's my show for today. Wow. Thank you so much for all these great questions. I hope this has been helpful. Uh, until next time, uh, take good care. Bye for now. You're listening to a podcast with Dr. Sam Byrne. To learn more about his seminars and workshops, visit his website, www.drsambyrne.com. The Byrne Method is a trademarked signature of Dr. Sam Byrne for his workshops, seminars, books, and DVDs. The information presented in this podcast is in no way intended as a substitute for receiving professional medical care. The design and purpose for this podcast is to provide information for educational purposes only. Dr. Byrne and his guests have no liability or responsibility to any person or entity for loss, damage, injury caused, or allegedly caused through the information, exercises, suggestions, explorations, or written responses presented in this podcast. Dr. Byrne is not a medical authority and his guests are not qualified to diagnose or treat any disease or health problem. This podcast is not a substitute for medical care. Dr. Byrne's information is only his personal opinion. If you have any health problem, please seek medical care for whatever condition you may have.